Well, hey, welcome to our very first edition of our podcast. My name is Trent Redman. And Melinda Redman. And we have this massive vision for a microchurch. And we've been thinking about this for a while. And we've had a number of people asking us about our journey, where we've come from, where we're at now, and what we're thinking about for the future. So we thought we'd take a few minutes and just begin to share our story with us and Honestly, we have all kinds of ideas for the future. We, um, we would love to be able to share some different interviews with some people who are doing things across the world that we are learning from. We would love to uh, hear your stories. We would love to interact with you more and connect on um, ways that you're thinking about doing microchurch in the future. And honestly, we are just having a lot of fun and we want to share this journey with you. Yeah, for, for me, it comes down to we just want to encourage those who are thinking of uh, doing church a little bit differently than what they are used to or they feel that God is calling them to something new. We uh, have been traditional American church pastors for many years. Um, we'll share our story, but felt God calling us to do church in a different way, and we didn't see anybody doing that in America. And so it's a scary thing when you're starting uh, something new. And so we want to be there uh, to cheer you on and encourage you um, if you're feeling called to do ministry um, in a different way than what you're seeing. Um, we just want to be an encouragement to those who are um, going after what God has called them to. Yeah, we currently lead a small network of microchurches, and um, we'll talk more about that in the future, how that came about. But we do, like Melinda said, we have this desire after many, many years of regular pastoral ministry to think through the ideas of, is it possible for people to connect to Jesus in a simple way, in a different kind of structure? So I want to share just for a little bit about my journey, a little bit about where I was and how I came to this point. Um, I've been a pastor for, seems like my whole life, uh, was a lead pastor, was a pastor in a traditional church setting for about 23 years, and, and now doing something brand new, something different, and I'm having the time of my life. Started out as a youth pastor, did that for about seven years, had some great connections with teenagers, really enjoyed that. Served as an associate pastor after that, and then we planted a church. We planted a church here in the city of Woodbury, Minnesota, and was a lead pastor of that church for about 14 years, and have so many great memories of the things that uh, happened during that time. And then God was calling us to something different. At the end of that 14 years, we began to just wrestle with some new ideas. It, it was interesting because we loved what we were doing, and yet we felt like perhaps there was an additional step that God was calling us to, and we were trying to figure that out. And we'll share a little bit about, about how that happened. But once we left that traditional church setting where my salary was tied to the local church, all of a sudden brand new ideas opened up about what could happen and ways that we could um, pursue God's call in our life when our my vocation or how I made a living was not tied to the local church. And it has been just a fun journey. And so we want to help you, if you're thinking about this, um, take some next steps. We want to help you discover perhaps some different models of how you could do this. And we feel like there is so many things that are on the horizon for church in America 
and we feel as if this is an amazing time to be a follower of Jesus, amazing time to be someone who's passionate about disciple making, an amazing time to be someone who is passionate about church in a new kind of format. Um, maybe make sure a little bit about your background, Melinda. Yeah, I um, I'm from Montana, and we've lived in the Midwest the past 26 years since we've been married. And I've been involved with every area of the church, as you can imagine, as a pastor's wife and led a lot of different areas. We have five kids, and I am most passionate about um, Bible reading, Bible knowledge for Christians and people in the church um, getting connected um, and just seeing the Bible come alive for them. Just discipleship is what gets me really, really excited. Yeah, so we've been in all kinds of transition over the past few years. And I mean, one of the transitions that we did was moving our church plant that we had led for almost 15 years into a mega church. And we became a campus of a large 8,000 person church, became a campus pastor then in that new setting and, and learned just about not just what regular church planting is like, but what leading in a church where there are thousands and thousands of people who are uh, connecting to Jesus in those settings. And so I want to make it really clear that what we're talking about on this journey about microchurch is not a uh, is not trying to say that what regular church, uh, American church, a, a attractional church, that that kind of format for church is wrong. Because we, we see so many wonderful things. I have so many friends who are leading amazing churches who are doing things. But one thing that really impacted me when we were in this process of thinking of what was next for us. I heard John Maxwell make this claim, and I don't know where he got this percentage from, but John Maxwell said that 53% of your community will never go inside the doors of a traditional church. And that made me think, perhaps there is another way of doing church, another way that we can connect with people that might lead them on a journey with Jesus if if we have 53% of our community that is never going to go through the doors of our local church. And it really made me think, is there another way that we could reach them? Is the way that we do church the only way? It's a great way, but is it the only way? And, and we came up with the answer of, no, it's not. There are other ways that God is moving across the world in some very powerful ways that we think um, the time is now for some of these things to happen right here in our American context. And I don't know what context you're in, but I see God doing some of these same things all across the world. So I'm excited to unlock that journey with you a little bit more. Um, maybe what what's one of the things, Melinda, as you think about this transition from going from a big church to a small church, micro church setting that was eye-opening for you i don't any any big moments of making this transition from um regular church to micro church what comes to mind eye-opening things uh just uh several things that we had tried to facilitate in regular church um that were always kind of a challenge um were just naturally a little bit easier in micro church i guess but um, I'd like to back up and just share a little piece of our story because we were feeling like we were done with regular traditional church 
and knew that we were called to something different, but we didn't know what that was. And that was a really strange place to be because we were starting to tell people a little bit who we trusted, some mentors. And really the reaction is, well, why would you end uh, or why would we leave a church that we planted, right? Because we had we even expected to be there our entire lives. Um, why would we do something different? And it's it's just the Lord was moving us in a different direction. And we uh, still didn't know what we were doing, but we knew that our time was coming to a close at uh, just traditional pastoring. And we led a missions trip to Thailand. And uh, we had a phenomenal team, the missionaries that we were uh, connected to in this town in um, Thailand. They just only known maybe like three or four actual local believers. And they met in a house church, um, in a micro church. And so our team of, um, there was like 12 or 14 of us, um, met with these local believers. And um, I had never been in a church setting with this format, with this amount of people in a home. Um, I had grown up hearing about house churches. And honestly, they had a really bad reputation for a few reasons. And you probably have some ideas of things that come to your mind. Um, And what we experienced was something radically different. I just was not prepared for that. And in that moment, um, we kind of ended the service portion of it, if you will. And we were kind of transitioning into the kitchen because we were going to have a meal together. And I just, the Lord quickened my heart. I just knew this is what we were supposed to be a part of. This is what God was calling us to do. And um, we looked at each other as we were walking in. And I said, I think this this is it. Like this is, and honestly, in that moment, and as we were processing our trip when we came back to America, I just assumed, okay, we're called to be missionaries. Like we are going to go help uh, some house church networks and maybe to help train local pastors or that sort of thing overseas. And I kind of thought that's what we're going to do because I had never seen this happen in America. And um, we came back in our last service at our church. We had some friends who had just moved back to the area. We had known them for years. Um, the wife was hugging me as she was heading out the door and she, she knew this was our last Sunday there and they had just moved back. And she said, you know, church in your house would be a really, really great idea. And I, it was literally like God hit me over the head with a hammer because I like, doy, like, why, why couldn't we do that here? Um, and I just assumed I had never seen it done in a healthy way in America. And I thought, well, we just need to go overseas. And I thought, well, maybe God is calling something new happening here in America, but I didn't know. And since we've since we've started this, we've met several people and networks, and it's just been amazing what God is doing um, to connect with people here in a new way in America. Um, one of the biggest hurdles is just um, community and and. Uh, people being able to connect on a deeper level um, as share their walk with the Lord, their spiritual journey. And so uh, just that opened up a plethora of doors, just deciding, okay, wow, maybe this could work in America, but we didn't know how to do that or or how to make that work, what that would look like. Yeah. And so we just had this little journey of just meeting with some mm-hmm. mentors to kind of figure out what to do and right, where right. to go from right. there. Yeah, for for me, one of the things that I value so much as we have experienced church over all these years is uh, experiencing the presence of God together in a church community, church family. And that's something that 
whether it's been in our church plant or been in mega church or whatever, we really, really strive to make sure that people realize the presence of God is there. And a big eye-opening moment for me was when we were in Thailand and in part, part of this simple church that was meeting in a home and we were blown away by the presence of God in such a simple setting where the music, I mean, we had a guitar and the music was okay I, I spent so much time making sure that music was good because we wanted to have a great worship experience. And all of a sudden I realized in Thailand how this simple group was experiencing the presence of God in such a dynamic, powerful way. And it really caused me to think, you mean we don't have to do all the things that we do in a, in a bigger church setting to experience the presence of God? that it can happen so naturally in a small setting. And when we realized that, that was a moment that for me, like Melinda, we were thinking perhaps we need to go on the mission field. Perhaps we need to do this because this is so much fun. But then we came back and we realized there are a lot of people who are desperate for Jesus. They're desperate for connecting with, with the God of the Bible. But for whatever reason, they're not willing to go into our churches here in America, and we're missing them. We're missing reaching out to them. And I want to figure out new ways. And so that kind of led us on this journey. And one of the things that I love so much about what we're doing right now is, is that leaders can rise up and do this without having to go to seminary or Bible college. We can have uh, microchurch leaders who are pastoring a small group of people in their homes. And I love leadership mentoring. I love connecting with a next generation of people coming up and helping them to uh, to realize this is possible, to helping them um, open doors that perhaps would be closed to them otherwise, because this is just a different way of doing things that is not typical. One of the th things that was so exciting for me was... Uh, after my time as a campus pastor in a large church, I ended up working at a Christian university for about five years. And during that time, I had a chance to connect with some amazing students. And some of those students, God was revealing to them some new ways of doing church that as they talked to their professors and I knew their professors and, and they were sharing dreams about what church could be like. And one of the professors said, hey, you got it. You got to go meet with Trent because they're doing some things that sound awfully similar to what you're dreaming about. And and as I've been connecting with a few uh, student leaders from the next generation, I have gotten so excited because I think they are going to take yeah. this model of doing church to a whole new level. And I just get a chance to be part of that transition. I get to do whatever I can to open up doors for people who care deeply about a generation who are disconnected from Jesus and they realize it's possible to connect with Jesus without all of the uh, the culture of Christian culture that we often bring along. Uh, people don't need to learn all the things that are involved in, in our ideas of what church looks like in order to connect with Jesus That's in some deep and personal ways. And then those leaders can multiply and we can see churches expand many, many times and to do this over and over and over again and to truly see people using their 
spiritual gifts and being able to pastor and care about people and pray for people and have this intimate connection where they truly live life on life with each other. And it makes me really excited for what the future holds. Um, any thoughts on that, Melinda? Yeah, we're just, yeah, no, we're just excited um, to unpack over next few episodes. We want to share um, what has worked for us. Um, we kind of know some of the big questions that people ask us first. What do you do with kids? What do you do about money? Um, questions about our house and hospitality or other locations that you can meet. And... Um, and there's just all different formats, all different ways to do this. Um, and so we just want to uh, just share what has worked for us, what we've been doing, as well as spotlight some of our friends and things that are working for them. And maybe something will resonate with you and your culture and your area where you're living. So we are excited to be on this journey with you. Yeah, there are so many Bible verses that come to mind. I'm not going to share all of them, but just one of them from 1 Thessalonians 2.8. The Bible says... We loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. So during this podcast, that's what we want to do. We just want to give you a glimpse into our lives. You may you may hear some of our five kids in the background or our dog barking. It's just part <laughs> of real life. We just we want to be real with you. We want to walk with you. We want to answer your questions. Um, we just want to take time. So our goal is is we love to release one of these podcasts every Friday. And our goal is to simply place them out. You can find them wherever podcasts are posted out there. Just look up Microchurch. You'll find our podcast. Um, you can also go to redman.org, R-E-D-M-A-N-N.org. And we'll post not only the audio, but the video portion if you want to see what we're talking about or see us as we talk, you're welcome to do that as well. But ultimately, um, we just want to make ourselves available. We want to help you in this journey. And we care deeply about the kingdom of God. We care deeply about the church that Jesus is extending across this world. And we know that you have a place to play in reaching people and helping them to connect to God. And it may, it, what we're talking about here may expand your idea of church in such a big way because we want to help you experience the joy that we found. I think we've had more fun doing ministry in the past few years than we have our entire ministry life. And I've had lead pastors of some great churches talk to me and say, Trent, I, if it wouldn't be for my salary being tied to the church, I'd love to do what you're doing. And so we even want to talk about what are some ways that you can support yourself financially if you're doing something uh, in a new way where we our goal is we don't want to receive an income from our church. We just want to do this because we love it. We love Jesus. We love mentoring. We love discipling. Um, but we want to help you even think through some of those aspects mm -hmm. of business and and we've met some amazing um, entrepreneurial people over the past uh, few years that are doing some phenomenal things that we would love to help you with if you're thinking about doing this and you're thinking, well, I, I don't know if I can because I got to support my family. Um, there are new ways of doing church. There's new ways of doing business. And we just want to 
open up all kinds of different avenues for you to consider. And also empowering people. Um, like maybe you are doing full-time ministry and you're thinking, okay, I'd like to change formats. How do I support my family? Talk about that. But also, if you haven't been a full-time pastor, but you just feel just this call to disciple people and to minister in a different way, you don't have to have a full-time pastoring background. And we're going to talk about that too. Um, anybody can do this who uh, is a follower of Jesus. One of our... Uh, we talked to two mentors as we were kind of processing through this, and one of them said, uh, and in fact, he was our main mentor when we planted our traditional American church. We got together with him, and he just shared, you know, we think God is calling us to do something radically different from what we've ever done. And he was like, well, because at this point, I think we'd been thinking about it for like three or four weeks. It was a pretty new concept to us. And he said, well, what's stopping you? Why, why aren't you doing, why aren't you starting this week? And so if this is something that you're feeling like you're called to do, I would ask what's holding you back? What's stopping you from doing what God has called you to do? Um, and maybe you're just in that transition phase and you're trying to figure it out and we want to be here and help support you. But honestly, uh, there is no greater joy than <laughs> following God's leading and doing what he's called you to do. Um, even stepping out and doing this podcast for me is a little bit scary, but I know uh, all the people that we've talked with that have asked us, can you please do this? Because uh, they just keep running into other people who also are just trying to process and wrestle through seeing things in a different way. And it's just, it's a mindset shift for sure. And so um, just, I'd like to just ask you, hey, what's holding you back and um, what will help you take action to do, um, to do what God has asked you to do? Yeah, and one thing I want to just clarify for some of you, if you're thinking about this, you're thinking, I could never lead a simple church in my home because I could never preach every single week. That is crazy. And so the fun thing is, is that after so many years of my life, spending hours and hours preparing for messages and preaching every single Sunday and Sunday evening and Wednesdays and all the different things that we did, I there's a new way that we learned when we were in Thailand of doing church that does not require you to prepare uh, a preaching message every single work week. And in fact, one of the things that we discovered was people have been growing in a deeper way as they engage with scripture. And just, we ask some simple questions about the text and we learn together and we're accountable together and we grow together, but it doesn't require preaching. And so you don't have to, micro church is not a mini version of big church. It is a whole different way of being personally engaged with the God of the Bible and learning directly from the Bible ways that he wants to impact us, ways that he wants to help us to grow and to change and become more like Jesus. So if you're hearing this for the first time and your first response is, well, I can't do that because I'm not going to be a preacher. Well, the good news is, is that the best way to help people to grow and to learn is to be there and to be their guide as they are walking through the process of learning what the Bible says and becoming more like Jesus instead of just telling people what to do. So that's what we do. We walk through the Bible with people and we help them to uh, take some next steps on their journey of following Jesus. 
that the Bible reveals to them. And it's super, super simple. So don't give up on us on this first podcast here. <laughs> Stick with us because we'll talk more in depth of what we do, why we do what we do, what we've seen God doing across the world as yeah. we've gone and visited missionaries and different missions, organizations, and seeing and learning what's happening there and trying to bring some of those best principles back here to us here in in our context. And maybe you're going to learn a few things that are going to work in your context. So all that to say, thanks for joining us on the first podcast. And we look forward to seeing you next week.